Welcome to History of College Football Podcast. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we will discuss the college football history of the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. This program has seen its share of national championship games, wins, and historic near misses. One national championship on the Division I AA level, one pair of co-coaches who were undefeated, one coach who turned the program around, two coaches without a losing season, one coach with a remarkable three-year stretch, one team that revenged an earlier season loss to secure the national championship, one second-quarter touchdown that derailed an undefeated, untied, unscored-upon season, one defensive-led upset to derail an undefeated season, one missed field goal to secure a historic national championship game loss, one pass interference call to derail a perfect season, one second-half collapse, five stellar teams, one national championship team, one receiver who rewrote the school's receiving record book, one quarterback who's the FCS Offensive Player of the Year, one longtime rival, one day of rushing futility, and of course, Big Red. First season, 1913, national championships won, Division I AA level in 2002. Heisman Trophy winner zero, best coach, Jimmy Fix, 1968 to 1983, 105 wins, 56 losses, and six ties, and won 64.9% of his games. From 1973 to 1975, in a remarkable three-year run, Coach Fix's version of the Hilltoppers went to two Division II championship games, losing both. His teams won six Ohio Valley Conference championships. Jimmy Fix was a three-time Ohio Valley Coach of the Year. But special attention must be paid to five other coaches, M.A. Leiper and Roy Manchester, 1913, 1-0, and won 100% of the games. Okay, you can look at this two ways. It was a one-game season, their program's inaugural season, and they won the game by a shutout. Uh, we choose to look at it another way. Coach Leipers and Manchester's version of the Hilltoppers were undefeated, untied, and unscored upon. They join an elite group of coaches who have won all their games out of school and an even smaller elite group of coaches whose teams were never scored upon. There was E.A. Diddle, 1922-1928, 68 wins, 24 losses, and two ties, and won 61.3% of his games. In the two season prior to E.A. Diddle's arrival at Western Kentucky to coach the Hilltoppers, the program had back-to-back -back losing seasons. Enter Coach Diddle, who turned the program around in his first season. Coach Diddle's version of the Hilltoppers posted a 9-1 record, shutting out five of the nine teams they faced. In seven seasons, his teams posted four winning seasons and one 500 season. His 1928 team shut out eight of the nine teams they faced, going 8-1. There was Call Sweet Anderson, 1929 and 1934 to 1937. 31 wins, 12 losses, and three ties, and won 70.7% of his games. In five seasons, Coach Sweet Anderson's version of the Hilltoppers posted a winning season every year, posted one one-loss season, one two-loss season, and three three-loss seasons. James Elam, 1930 to 1931, 16 wins, five losses, and one tie, and won 76.2% of his games. In two seasons, Coach Elam's version of the Hilltoppers went eight one and one, and eight and four. And then there was W.L. Gander Terry, 1938 to 1941. 25 wins, nine losses, and three ties, and won 73.5% of his games. For the first three seasons, Coach Gander Terry posted a three year run of seven and two, seven one and one, and seven one and one records, going a combined 21 four and one with a winning percentage of 82.7. Most stunning win Western Kentucky 34, McNeese State 14, December 20th, 2002. Division I AA Championship game. Number 15, Western Kentucky entered the Division I AA Championship game 11 and 3, 
and they faced number one McNeese State, who had already defeated the Hilltoppers early that season and who entered the game 13-1. and And the lone loss on the Cowboys' schedule, well, that was to Nebraska. This was for all the marbles. The Hilltoppers took control early and led 24-3 after three quarters and never looked back to revenge the early season loss and secure the national championship for one double-A. Most stunning loss. Union, Tennessee, 7, Western Kentucky, 6, November 16, 1928. Western Kentucky entered the game 7-0, shut out every opponent they faced, and won by a combined score of 146 to nothing. Western Kentucky was banged up. Nearly every man in their lineup was injured. In the first quarter, Western Cy Williams set up the only score Western Kentucky got all day on a dazzling 40-yard run that was followed by a reception to the Union one-yard line. At the one-yard line, a touchdown run by Western Kentucky Burhead Vaughn put Western Kentucky up 6 to nothing, and then they missed the extra point. In the second quarter, Union scored a touchdown, made their extra point, and in that moment, this would prove to be the only points the Hilltoppers would allow all season. This lone loss was the only blemish on their schedule as they went on to win their last game of the season, shutting out Cumberland 25 to nothing. Had they won that game by a shutout against Union, they would have joined a very small elite fraternity of teams that would have gone undefeated, untied, and unscored upon for the entire season. But attention must be paid to three other games. Vanderbilt B-13, Western Kentucky 6, November 18, 1922. Western Kentucky entered the game 7-0, undefeated, untied, and had aspirations of a perfect season. The Hilltoppers had shut out four of the seven teams they faced, and no team scored more than a touchdown against their vaunted defense all season. This stunning loss to the Vanderbilt B team would prove to be the only blemish on an otherwise perfect season as they finished the season 9-1. and one. And then there was Northern Michigan 16, Western Kentucky 14, December 13, 1975, Division II National Championship game. Western Kentucky entered the game 11-1. Northern Michigan, they entered the game 12-1. This was the Division II National Championship game. And the year before, Northern Michigan was winless, and they were trying to become the first team ever in the history of sports not just football, all sports, to go from winless one season to a national championship the other. In front of over 15,000 fans, the Hilltoppers jumped out to a 14-3 second quarter lead and still led 14-10 at halftime. But in the third quarter, Northern Michigan scores a touchdown, and when the extra point was missed, Western Kentucky trailed for the first time all day, 16-14. With seconds remaining, Western Kentucky lined up for the championship-winning field goal, but missed, suddenly ending all national championship hopes for the Hilltoppers and securing that Northern Michigan's historic turnaround from winless to national champions would occur. And then there was South Alabama 31, Western Kentucky 24, September 14, 2013. Western Kentucky entered the game 1-1, one one, but was heavy favorites and would go on to finish the season 8-4. Now, in 2012, the season before, South Alabama transitioned into the FBS and posted a 2-11 season. The next season, this is 2013, South Alabama entered this game one and one. Playing at home, South Alabama fell behind 21 to 10 at halftime. But in the second half, South Alabama scored the first three times they touched the ball and tied the game at 24 with a little under 12 and a half minutes remaining. Tied at 24, the Jaguars won their own 47-yard line. A 50-yard pass to the Jaguars' three-yard line put them first and goal. After three plays, South Alabama attempted a short field goal to take the lead for the first time, but stunningly missed the field goal. After an exchange of possessions, South Alabama's Tyrell Peterson intercepted a Hilltoppers pass and returned it 50 yards for an apparent pick six. But taunting was called, and now the Jaguars had the ball at the 16-yard line. Four plays later, South Alabama ran it in from the one to take a 31-24 lead, 
their first lead of the game with 138 remaining in the game. In a frantic attempt to score, the Hilltoppers move the ball down to 13-yard line, and with seconds remaining in the game, Jaguars' Tyrell Peterson does it again, intercepting a pass in the end zone to secure the improbable come-from-behind victory. Most stunning tie, Western Kentucky 14, Tampa 14, September 21st, 1963. Western Kentucky entered the game 1-0. Tampa was playing in their first game of the season and would go on to finish the season 4-5-1. With two minutes remaining in the game, Western Kentucky led 14-6 and had the ball, but Western Kentucky quarterback Shiren Miller fumbles and Tampa recovers at the Western Kentucky 22-yard line. With 1-10 remaining in the game, Tampa's John Perry, one-yard touchdown, cut the lead to 14-12. The Spartans went for a two-point conversion, but the pass was incomplete. But pass interference was called in the corner of the end zone, giving the Spartans one more shot. They converted a two-point conversion on a one-yard touchdown plunge to complete the last-second comeback. In the second game of the season, this tie was the only blemish on the schedule as Western Kentucky would go on to win out, winning their next nine games to finish 10-0-1. Aside from the program's inaugural season in 1913, when the Hilltoppers were 1-0, had Western Kentucky won this game, the 1963 team would have been the only undefeated untied team in program history. Best team. There was the 1922 Western Kentucky Hilltoppers 9-1. In his first season, Coach E.A. Diddle's 1922 team came storming out of the gates, winning the first seven games. Only a close call in Week 8 kept this team from an undefeated untied season. They shut out five of the ten teams they faced, never allowed more than 12 points all season. And other than their lone loss, no team got within six points of them all season. There was 1928 Western Kentucky Hilltoppers 8-1. Coach E.A. Diddle's Hilltoppers again came storming out of the gates, winning their first seven games, all by shutout. Their lone loss, a 7-6 loss to Union, in a game we just discussed, was the only blemish on their schedule, as Western Kentucky went on to win their last game of the season, shutting out Cumberland 25-0. Had they won that game by a shutout, they would have joined a very small elite fraternity of teams that would have gone undefeated, untied, unscored upon for the entire season. As it was, they outscored their opponents by a combined score that season of 171 to 6. There was the 1963 Western Kentucky Hilltoppers 10-0-1. Coach Nick Dean's 1963 team remains Western Kentucky's only undefeated team other than the program's inaugural 1913 team that went 1-0. This team was a defensive powerhouse, shutting out its last three opponents and never allowed a team to score more than 14 points in any game. This team scored over 40 points three times, over 50 points twice. They ended the season on a tear. In the last five games, the Hilltoppers dominated as their closest game was a 17-0 shutout of Bowling Green. No other team in that stretch got within 23 points of the Hilltoppers. They earned a berth in a tangerine bowl where they defeated Coast Guard 27-0 to cap their undefeated season. This team boasted six players who were all Ohio Valley Conference, and they finished number eight in the final poll for the small college division. And then there was the 1973 Western Kentucky Hilltoppers 12-1. Coach Jimmy Fix's 1973 team ran the table in the regular season going undefeated and earned a berth in the Division II playoffs. They made it to the Grantland Rice Bowl, the Division II championship game where they lost to Louisiana Tech 34-0 to finish the Division II national runner-up. And there was the 1975 Western Kentucky Hilltoppers 11-2. Coach Jimmy Fix's 1975 team earned a berth in the Division II playoffs. They made it to the Grantland Rice Bowl, the Division II championship game, where they lost Northern Michigan to finish the season as a Division II runner-up. But we give the nod to the 2002 Western Kentucky Hilltoppers 12-3. Coach Jack Harbour's 2002 team started off 2-3, and, and after a loss to McNeese State, ran off 10 consecutive wins, 
revenging their only loss to McNeese State in the championship game to win the Division I AA National Championship game and become the Division I AA National Champions. Best player, wide receiver Taewon Taylor, 2013 to 2016. In his career at Western Kentucky, Taewon Taylor rewrote the school's record book for receivers, setting many school records, including single-season marks for yards, 1,730, receptions, 98, touchdowns, 17, which he attained twice, and career marks for receiving yards, 4,234, erasing the old mark by over 1,500 yards, receptions, 253, erasing the old mark by over 80 receptions, and touchdowns, nearly doubling the previous high. 41 touchdowns. Taewon Taylor was a two-time semifinalist for the Blitnikoff Award. But attention must be paid to one other player, quarterback Willie Taggart, 1995 to 1998. In his career at Western Kentucky, Willie Taggart set the school record for career passing yards, 3,997. Taggart was a two-time finalist for the Walter Payton Award given to the NCAA FCS Offensive Player of the Year. Western Kentucky retired Willie Taggart's jersey. Rival, Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders, the teams first played in 1914, and Middle Tennessee State won 41 to nothing. The rivalry is called 100 Miles of Hate. Hullabaloo. On September 15, 1984, Akron held Western Kentucky to minus 50 yards rushing in a 42-7 loss. Mascot, Big Red. Big Red is furry, lovable, and the spirit of Western. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode. 